0: Plan savings with T-Mobile, third-line free on essentials via monthly bill credits versus comparable available plans. Plan features may vary. Credits stop if you cancel or change plans. Hi, this is Janet Lansbury and welcome to Unruffled. This week, I'm responding to an email from the mother of a four-month-old who's been practicing rye principles in her relationship with her baby, but she says her husband is not 100% on board, especially when it comes to the importance of independent play. Now here's the email I received. Hi Janet, I'm the mother of a four-month-old girl. A friend recommended your books and Magda Gerber's before my baby was born. I love the ideas in them, and I swear, thinking of my relationship with my baby through a wry lens has made the last four months so much happier. I'm writing because I have some difficulty getting my husband on the same page. He is 100% on board with some of the principles. He started doing respectful communication just naturally, without reading anything or talking to me about it much. Where we have trouble is with playtime. He doesn't get to see the baby much. And, I know everyone probably thinks this, but our baby is delightful. So, if the 15 minutes he gets to interface with her happens to coincide with part of her on-the-floor playtime, He does not want to observe quietly in the wry way. He wants to get down there with her and engage, face-to-face, total stimulation and entertainment. Writing this now, I feel kind of silly. Let the man have his baby time. (laughs) But I guess I worry about what will happen when she is older. I know he values independent play for older kids. We're both in agreement that we want her to have ample time to make up her own fun but I worry that he doesn't quite see the link that I do between habits instilled early and the way she'll be when she is 4 or 8 or 11. Besides this, I wonder what you would say to a doting new parent who, when told of wry principles around play, mourns what he thinks of as an important parent-child connection forged through mutual play. Any thoughts? Thanks again. Okay, yes, I do have some thoughts. My first thought is that I want to reassure this parent or any parent, whether it's a dad or a mom, and I get these kind of questions from, from both, by the way. Sometimes it's a dad that's very engaged in parenting with this specific approach, and their wife or their partner isn't so on board. What I want to emphasize is that you can't break <laughs> this approach. And I always try to reassure parents that come to me with these kind of questions that this is not fragile, that one parent, particularly if it's the parent who spends more time with the child, that one parent can have a great impact on the habits that are instilled. Another parent with another way of doing things is not going to take that away. So I would get this worry off your plate and try to keep the focus on what you're doing and the relationship that you're developing with your child. Second, I think it's important to understand how we all learn best, beginning with infants all the way through to us as adults. The way we learn best is, first of all, experientially. You know, somebody can tell us, do this or that, or this is better, or try this way. And none of that is really as effective for us as if we actually feel it or experience it. So in this case, if we're able to see the level of connection that we have with a child when it is initiated by that child, or when our child feels our attention and isn't simply reacting to what we're doing, that we're sort of leveling the playing field, You know, with our huge influence that we have, we're letting our child be the doer and we are the responder and the appreciator of this. So if he gets a taste of this and can really feel that, it's going to have a much more profound effect than being told he should do it (laughs) or even reading an article about how wonderful it is or hearing in a podcast how wonderful it is. So that's the first thing to know. The next thing we learn best when we feel connected, when we feel that the person that we're learning from really understands us and gets us and accepts us and doesn't judge where we're at. In fact, is really open to understanding our point of view. And then the next way that we actually learn best is through modeling, through the modeling of that other person that's teaching us. Because then we can be open to it. We don't feel judged. We don't feel that we're not living up to something that somebody wants us to do, and we're not there yet. We can just see it in a very non-threatening way. So with all of those ideas in mind, I would, first of all, (laughs) not worry about this, and then find ways of possibly reaching your partner that will allow him to be open to you rather than closing off and putting distance between you. His point of view makes a lot of sense, and this is exactly what I thought before I learned about Magda Gerber's approach. And just to put it out there, because I know a lot of people always ask when I throw the word RIE around, it's R-I-E. It's the acronym for Resources for Infant Educators which is the nonprofit educational organization that infant specialist Magda Gerber founded in 1978. Before I learned about this approach, I too believed like this father that I needed to be putting something out there for my baby to really have an experience with me. I needed to be the one that put it out there for her to receive it. So I really understand that view. It does make a lot of sense. And I think this mother seems to understand as well. So by first understanding his point of view, so he feels connected, there might be a time when you can also share your own experiences. That's very non-threatening. You can share how you had this urge to, I guess only share it if it's true, but how you had this urge to show your child this new thing that you'd gotten, the baby, But you held off on that impulse and you put the item out there somewhere around her. And it was so interesting when she discovered it and how long she spent looking at that and the clear enjoyment that she was getting from that and how you were able to also reflect with her on what was going on and say, wow, that is really interesting, isn't it? And then she looked at you and you connected and you really had a mutual understanding So sharing your struggles, sharing your experiences is a wonderful way to reach someone else. But it has to be organic. It has to be natural. When I was first learning about this approach and I was sharing it with people, I would share it from a place of, you know, honesty in that I'm learning about this. I'm really excited about this. Will you try it with me? Can you try it and see what you think? So that was very non-threatening that I was just saying, you know, I'm on a journey and will you try it too? I'm excited about this. That is received with more openness than if we say, this is the right way to do it, I think, and I want you to do it this way. So that can help a lot. The important thing is that we don't create defensiveness. And then with all of this, I would feel also very confident that it's going to be okay if he doesn't want to do it this way, if he wants to keep doing what he's doing, it's going to be perfectly fine. The baby will have independent play. That will be nurtured. That can be nurtured by one person. We don't need both of us to be the same. In fact, our babies know very early on that daddy's a lot different. Mommy does it this way. And that's okay. As long as these aren't big clashes in discipline or things like that, it's going to be fine. It really is. So without any fear on your part or any sense of urgency on your part, it's actually going to work a lot better in that there's a possibility here that uh, your husband might see something. He might get a taste of something. He might hear something that, you know, he wants to try. It'll likely be when you're not listening and hovering around in any way. And when he's just on his own developing his relationship with his daughter. There's so many, many more positives in what he's doing than negatives. I mean, there really are no negatives here. It's so positive that he's enjoying the time with her. That's what matters. That he's getting a kick out of being with her. And that he has the desire to connect. She feels that. He's just doing it in a different way than this mother would prefer. That's got to be okay with us. So... What I would do if I was his mother is I would step it way back. She said he's mourning what he thinks of as an important parent-child connection forged through mutual play. Yeah, we don't want him to be feeling like he has to lose something that he believes in. That's just so very unnecessary. But I do understand this mother's perspective because, as I've written about in many articles on my site, actually, when I was first learning about this, I was so blown away by it, that I wanted everybody to do it around me and wanted the whole world to do it, to see that what I was seeing and to experience what I was experiencing and see how it worked. It's something that you learn with time to let go of a little bit, because this is different. This is not most of our instinct. It's wonderful that your husband has the instinct to communicate To talk to a baby. I mean, that felt very, very strange to me at first, (laughs) even after I learned about it. I definitely wasn't doing it. And then when I learned about it, practicing it was this feels so awkward. So that's incredible that he's doing that. What I would like to do through this podcast is ease this parent's mind or any other parents that are going through this, maybe give a little perspective so that both parents can relax and enjoy this journey. This is an incredible journey for all of us, and it still goes on. My kids are old, (laughs) a lot older, and I'm still on this journey as a parent, learning about what it means to have relationships with these children and try to do it from the highest part of myself. And that comes when we start off from a place of acceptance and trust. Acceptance and trust in ourselves, in our partners, and in our children really hope this helps. Please check out some of my other podcasts. They're on my website, JanetLansbury.com. And again, both of my books are available on audio. No Bad Kids, Toddler Discipline Without Shame, and Elevating Child Care, A Guide to Respectful Parenting. They're at audible.com, and they're also in paperback at Amazon and an ebook at Amazon, apple.com, and Barnes & Noble. Also, I have an audio series, Sessions. These are recordings of private consultations with parents discussing their urgent issues. And you can check those out by going to my website and clicking the button that says sessions on the top toolbar. Thanks for listening. We can do this. If you like Unruffled, you can listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music.